On this edition of Jerusalem Dateline, the IDF assassinates top Islamic Jihad leadership in Gaza, and Israelis brace for further escalation with the terror group. Plus, against all odds, marveling at the miracle that is Israel's 75th anniversary, and pushback against the U.S. from China and Russia, and the satellite states that may be joining in, and how the far-reaching powers of artificial intelligence could pose a threat to people of faith around the world. Plus, honoring a friend of Zion, all this and more coming up on this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Hello and welcome to Jerusalem Dateline. I'm Chris Mitchell. Israel launched a surprise overnight attack in the Gaza Strip on Tuesday, assassinating three senior commanders of the Iranian-backed Islamic Jihad terror group. Julie Stahl has more. The aerial footage on your screen shows airstrikes pounding terror targets and weapons manufacturing sites in a campaign called Operation Shield and Arrow. According to Palestinian health officials, at least 13 people were killed, including the three senior terrorists, their wives, and several of their children. Israel blamed the leaders for recent rocket fire against Israel and for planning terror attacks against Israeli civilians in biblical Judea and Samaria. Just last week, Gaza terrorists fired more than 100 rockets at southern Israel. Hamas is vowing to retaliate and Israel's bracing for potential attacks. Cities in southern and central Israel opened up public bomb shelters. Beaches and schools in the south were also closed and hospitals moved patients to more secure areas. Israeli media report the military expects an initial response of about 100 to 150 rockets from Gaza following the assassinations, but the fighting could last for days. Southern residents are evacuating the Gaza border area in anticipation of rocket attacks. As we head toward Independence Day on May 14th, one of Israel's leading Zionists articulates the wonder of the 75th anniversary of the one and only Jewish nation in the world. Jerusalem Post commentator Gil Troy tells our Paul Strand it's nothing less than a modern miracle. We're speaking with commentator Gil Troy, who's written extensively about Zionism and the miracle that is Israel, which is now celebrating its 75th year. Gil, has there ever been anything like Zionism before? And can you tell us about the many miracles it's produced here in Israel? Zionism is Jewish nationalism. It emphasizes the fact that Jews are not just a religion, but we're what I call an Oreo cookie. We have a nation part and a religion part, and the two together make us not better or worse than anybody else, but just special and unique. And for thousands of years, we were exiled, lost, wandering, and we came home again. And so it's quite an extraordinary story. It's a story of redemption. It's a story of faith. It's a story of people. It's a story of nationalism, nationalism in the best sort of way. And if we think about the miracles of Israel, it's not just that Israel has survived despite so many enemies. It's not just that Israel has been a democracy. It's absorbed three million Jews from all over the world. White, black, religious, secular, doesn't matter. They're all welcome. It has created a startup nation which is generating all kinds of miracles for the 22nd century. So here we are, we're Alt Neuland, Old Newland. We look backwards and we're rooted in a story of thousands of years, but we look forward and we're inventing the future. That's a miracle every single day. With all that Jews have been through, I mean, slavery, exile, slaughter, the horrors of the Holocaust, what keeps them surviving, even, even thriving? I'm calling us Phoenix Nation. We've been knocked down, but we get up again and no one's gonna ever keep us down. And it's a matter of faith. Obviously, that sense of 
believing in miracles, but you don't just have a leap of faith, you have a leap of hope. And what's a leap of hope? A leap of hope is that tomorrow will be better than today, and it's on us to roll up our sleeves and make it happen. And that's a very American story. It's a very Jewish story. It's a very Israeli story. It's about liberal democracy. It's about empowering individuals to work together, to dream together, and to build together. And there's a great Zionist song, when we build together, we also are rebuilt together. And that's the beauty of nationalism. That's the beauty of Americanism and of Zionism. Every year at Seder, your family reads some powerful words about Israel from a deep Jewish thinker, Hillel Halkin. Can you share those words with us? Absolutely. The Seder is a moment where we celebrate on Passover liberation, freedom, redemption. And this extraordinary American-born thinker who now lives in Israel writes, A great adventure. I wouldn't have missed it for the world. There's been nothing like it in human history. A small and ancient people loses its land and forgets how to speak its language, Hebrew, wanders defenselessly for hundreds, thousands of years throughout the world with its God and with its sacred books. It meets with hatred, persecution, violence, dispossession, banishment, mass murder in the Holocaust, refuses to give up, refuses to surrender its faith, continues to believe that will one day be restored to the land it lost, the Holy Land, the Promised Land, and manages in the end, by dint of its own efforts against all odds, to gather itself from the four corners of the earth and return there in 1948, 75 years ago, learns again to speak the language of its old books, Hebrew, learns again to bear arms and defend itself when necessary, rests its new old home from the people that have replaced it, entrenches itself there, builds, fructifies, fortifies, repulses the enemies surrounding it, grows and prospers in the face of all threats. Had it not happened, could it have been imagined? Would anyone have believed it possible? Do those words speak to you? Like, are you proud that you live here, that you're an Israeli? Like, is this a great moment for you? It's goosebumps. I'm living a miracle. You know, a friend of mine says that he grew up in the 1940s and he learned from his parents that in Jewish history, there are some horrors too awful to imagine, yet nevertheless possible to have happened. And in Israel, what happened was we took the inconceivable and we made it possible. And we showed that sometimes the inconceivable can be too awful to imagine, and sometimes it can be so wonderful that it becomes a pathway forward. And every single day, with all our challenges and with all our worries, we're living an adventure. Sometimes we have to dance through the raindrops, but we always end up bigger, brighter, and better. And in partnership with our friends in America and throughout the world, lovers of democracy, lovers of liberalism, lovers of nationalism, and people of faith. And that's what it's all about. And that's why we're the fourth happiest country in the world. Not because we have all the toys, but because we have a sense of meaning, a sense of purpose, a sense of community, a sense of togetherness. Thank you so much, Gil. Uh, we've been speaking with commentator Gil Troy on the miracle that is Israel at 75. I'm Paul Strand, CBN News, Jerusalem. Coming up, China emerging as a major power player in the Middle East and Europe. Why some analysts are concerned about a new axis of evil led by Beijing and Moscow.
Attacks on Jewish lives, communities, and synagogues. The Jewish nation has survived war. I was so scared. Terrorism. And so my husband covered in blood. And waves of anti-Semitism. It's a message of killing Jews. Now is the time to defend Israel's basic right to exist. And you can do that through CBN Israel. When you send a gift to the Jewish people through CBN Israel, you are giving humanitarian aid to Israelis in need. And at the same time, you are providing news coverage and documentaries that reveal what is really happening in Jerusalem and the Middle East. Attacks against Israel are ongoing. The need is urgent, and you can help. Call 1-800-813-8734. Go to cbn.com slash standwithisrael or text CBN Israel to 41444. Download the CBN News app 24-7 News from a Christian perspective at home or on the road. One place for all of your news. Breaking news alerts. Set daily prayer goals and pray for news stories. Read the most important news and watch CBN News Channel Live. CBN News, because truth matters. Go to CBNNewsApp.com to get the app today. In all of history, there have been few men like him. He was a prophet, a gifted psalmist, a feared warrior, and a revered king. Gain spiritual insights for your life from the life of King David in Pat Robertson's newest audiobook, The Shepherd King. Coming May 8th. China is emerging as a major player in the Middle East, bringing together Saudi Arabia and Iran after years of bitter rivalry. Could Beijing also play peacemaker in Eastern Europe? While the U.S. is signaling it's willing to work with China to end the war in Ukraine, some analysts are skeptical of Beijing's intentions, and concerns are growing over a potential axis of evil. Gary Lane brings us the details. Within hours of invading Ukraine, Vladimir Putin made an urgent phone call to Beijing. He wanted to discuss his actions with Chinese President Xi Jinping. Not only did Xi know about the invasion in advance, Western intelligence officials say the Chinese requested Putin delay military action until after the Beijing Olympics. Russia obliged. This revelation indicates a strengthening of the Sino-Russian alliance and suggests the potential for President Xi to rely on his Russian partner for additional help. So is he preparing to pounce on Taiwan? Certainly, he's watching what happens in Ukraine and certainly how the rest of the world uh, reacts to it. I think uh, Putin went to China in order to get Xi's blessing for the invasion. And perhaps a nod toward closer cooperation. Both presidents know Russian success in Ukraine is necessary for the alliance to make more significant gains. Russia the bear and China the dragon are looking at a way to undermine the United States on the edges of their spheres of influence. If the Russians extend their area of hegemonic influence over Eastern Europe, China backs it. The Chinese will look towards the Russians for support for a potential invasion of Taiwan, an expansion of their hegemonic interests towards Southeast Asia. Greg Roman is director of the Middle East Forum. Both countries, and I think wrongly, but they both feel threatened by the U.S. dominance in the region, and now they're pushing back. If they work together, 
They're more likely to think that they'll succeed. But I think the U.S., by the time it starts confronting these two theaters, should wake up and realize that it's time to contain Russia and China. And at the end of the day, the Russians and the Chinese have a historical grievance that goes back hundreds of years. And that might upset the apple cart. For now, in order to aid their pursuit for Russian energy and Chinese money, certain countries are joining this new Sino-Russian-led axis. That includes Pakistan, whose Prime Minister Imran Khan met with Putin just hours before the Ukraine invasion, even though war was imminent. His high-level Moscow visit was Pakistan's first of its kind in more than 20 years. Hudson Institute senior fellow Robert Spaulding suggests why timing of this convergence is troubling. Ukraine plus Russia plus China plus China's Belt and Road Initiative, so all the satellite states to include countries like Iran and North Korea and others that are along the Belt and Road Initiative, makes them incredibly powerful, not just militarily, not just from a nuclear weapon perspective, but also economically, financially, and increasingly technologically. American ally Taiwan would be a rich target. It has plenty of wealth and technology currently accounting for 60% of the world's semiconductor revenue. A coordinated military invasion of the island would give the members of this alliance dominance over the global microchip industry. That could prove devastating to the U.S. defense industry, which relies heavily on its allies' tech. A Taiwan semiconductor is the best chip manufacturer in the world today. It's no longer American companies. It is TSMC. Now, the good news is they've started to build a fab in Arizona, uh, so, you know, part of what we would be doing in the response to a, a potential invasion by China would be relocating the engineers and scientists that work on chips and as many of the people of Taiwan that would like to, you know, leave uh, before the invasion begins. Concerns over this anti-American axis extend far beyond Taiwan and advanced Chinese military capabilities. North Korea, a longtime member, continues to threaten its neighbors with missile launches, and Iran may soon possess a nuclear weapon. Technology experts also warn that China's advances in artificial intelligence already exceed those of the United States. It's a really a fundamentally different world, and the, and the tragedy of it all is that we help them build it. And we're not doing a lot to advance our own, are we? This has been growing. Uh, we knew it was happening. We just we wanted to hope or wish it away, kind of like Chamberlain and uh, and others of his ilk uh, during World War II. And the Ukrainian pushback against the Russians may be the wake-up call needed to spur the United States and its allies to respond resolutely to this new and dangerous axis of evil threat. Gary Lane, CBN News. Up next. Artificial intelligence is taking the world by storm, promising a new frontier in technology. We explore how the AI boom could spell trouble for persecuted Christians. Now, for a limited time, you can get five of CBN's critically acclaimed documentaries. Experience the rebirth of the modern state of Israel the historic bonds between the Jewish people and the land of Israel cannot be broken. Relive the battle for Jerusalem in the Six-Day War. Jerusalem is yours forever. Discover how Israeli volunteers are changing the world. When people need us, we volunteer and we come and help. 
Explore the world of Israeli technological innovation. We're people of dreams. God gives us dreams. And that's really the roots, I think, of, of much of our innovation. And understand the biggest land dispute in history. Many Palestinian Arabs claim that the Jews stole Arab land. But is that the real story? This exclusive Israel DVD collection can be yours for a gift of $29.99 or more. Call now or go online to get your Israel DVD bundle, which includes streaming access. Here, we're committed to a heritage of rigorous scholarship dating back over a thousand years. And to a faith tradition dating back a thousand more. This is how we create a culture of inquiry where no topic is off limits. And a culture of hope. Anything's possible! It's Christian leadership. And it's changing the world for the better. It's higher learning. It's greater knowing. It's what makes us whole. It's what makes us region. Introducing the all-new Superbook Academy Express. A special series hosted by Gizmo, featuring a full-length Superbook episode, plus so much more. Included with every Academy Express is a special family resource guide filled with scriptures, coloring pages, and other fun-filled activities. Join the CBN Animation Club today and get this exciting new DVD, plus two copies to share with others, all for your gift of only $25. Many experts have already called for caution on the development of AI, artificial intelligence. Now a persecution watchdog is also sounding the alarm on how this growing technology could be used against Christians and other religious believers around the world. Billy Hollowell of CBN's Faithwire speaks with David Curry, president and CEO of Global Christian Relief, about the ways repressive regimes, terrorists, and others could use AI against believers. Take a look or to cut out material um, to sort of shape narratives? Well, uh, here's my prediction, uh, that, that uh, every sermon online, uh, on YouTube, on Facebook, is at risk for either being censored or is being shadow banned right now. Biblical values will be one of the center point battles of censorship, and it is happening now. There are assumptions built into these social media uh, companies that will keep uh, certain content uh, lower down or even ban it completely. So you, as as you begin to see artificial intelligence get more sophisticated about this, you are going to see a rise in censorship. It's not that it's not happening, but that you will see them just outright banning it entirely. And, and there'll be very little we can do if we don't own the platform. This is why I think uh, we're calling... Obviously, there's a role for government in passing laws which protect religious experience uh, uh, from uh, this, these kinds of attacks of artificial intelligence. Unfortunately, China and others are ahead of it. They're in the shaping of these laws. So we, we've got to catch up. And there needs to be a wave of pressure from people of faith about, about raising this flag with your representatives. But we also then, as the, as the body of Christ, need to begin to think about how can we create platforms that we cannot be uh, banned from, where we can speak openly, where we can practice our faith peacefully. Uh, we should be as loving, as sweet, as winsome as, as anybody would be when they're walking with Jesus. But we have to be clear that, that the basic biblical story is a challenge to the culture now, and um, and I think that's going to be banned on public platforms in the not-too-distant future.
Yeah, I mean, we've seen this on all sorts of issues where people are saying things and there's a narrative. If it doesn't line up, you know, it may be restricted. And, and when it comes to religious expression and these these freedoms that we enjoy here in America, right, as well, this is this is really an issue, the AI piece of the puzzle for everyone around the globe. When I think of, you know, the reports of China, the Chinese Communist Party rewriting the Bible, you know, these different things that have circulated over the years, you know, you look at that and then you look at how easy it is to tell a system or a computer to do something or say something or to install these sort of filters that these, you know, restrictive nations and groups would want to install. There, there's a lot to think about here. And the technology, it feels like it's moving way faster then people are thinking about the ramifications of it. And you see people like Elon Musk and others sounding the alarm on this and actually saying, we need to have some rules and regulations here. Um, and I think that would be smart. Now, some of these countries are not going to abide by those rules and regulations, but having them make sense. I wanted to ask you one other thing about weapons, because this has come up a lot. You know, How are certain countries or groups potentially going to use AI to restrict groups like persecuted Christians using weaponry? Well, there are, there are autonomous weapon systems, and these are built on programs which are made to identify uh, threats, and the, the, the weapon make a decision on its own. There's already some level of sophistication. We see this in Nigeria from terrorist groups like uh, ISIS West Africa, um, Al-Shabaab, where they're using technologies to narrow down the target of Christian population, cut them off from tech, from, from cell service, et cetera, and then, and then attack. So it's a short uh, leap from that to using autonomous weapons, which already exist, to, to make decisions to find out, let's say, attack churches on a Sunday morning, et cetera. So this is a possibility. Then we're just beginning to scratch the surface of how AI will be involved in that. That's why we need to get these laws. We need to raise the alarm to get laws which protect a religious expression for, for minorities around the world. And many of our viewers will not view the Christian faith as a minority religion, but it is all over the world. Maybe perhaps not here in America, but in many places, Christians are 2% of the population, 4% of the population, a fraction of the population, or the, the, the ruling political party, the dictator or the communist system or whatever wants to snuff out the expression of Christian faith and they'll use all of the censorship all of the programming assumptions of artificial intelligence and even predictive policing and weaponry uh, that will make these decisions in the near future. We're not looking at a far horizon. I think in the next five to 10 years, you're going to see this escalate to be maybe the issue of our time. Still ahead, a champion for Israel and the Jewish people. Dr. Robert Jeffress is honored with the Friends of Zion Award. Thank you for watching Jerusalem Dayline. We're committed to providing you with unbiased reporting from the Holy Land. Through weekly broadcasts, podcasts, and online media, our vision is to reach millions around the globe with the true story of what's happening in Israel and the Middle East, all from a biblical and prophetic perspective. This is a big vision and is only made possible by the generous support of people like you. Call us toll-free at 1-800-700-7000 or go to cbn.com slash Jerusalem Dateline and make a donation that will help spread the light of truth about Israel throughout the world. 
Orphans Promise is committed to loving and serving at-risk children, to helping keep families together, and to creating opportunities for strong and sustainable communities around the world. We're working in over 60 countries around the world, and with your help, we can do even more. There's an old African proverb I love that says, if you want to run fast, run alone. But if you want to run far, run together. At Orphan's Promise, we want to run far so we can touch the lives of as many orphaned and vulnerable children as possible. But we don't want to go alone. We're out to change the world, one child, one family, one community at a time. Will you join us? to the sounds of Southern Gospel from CBN Radio. You'll enjoy a rich Southern blend of bluegrass, classic gospel, and Southern Gospel favorites like the Gaithers, the Crab Family, and bluegrass sounds like Mountain Faith. So make yourself at home with the all-new CBN Southern Gospel. Now available at CBNRadio.com. Introducing a brand new way to start your morning. Get your daily quick start from CBN News. A quick read on the important news of the day delivered right to your inbox. Stay current on breaking news, politics, and entertainment. Discover how God is moving around the world and here at home. Plus, get exclusive stories and daily scripture encouragement just for you. Stay informed. Go to quickstart.news and subscribe today. As a small country surrounded by enemies, Israel, perhaps more than most nations, values its friends. Pastor Robert James Jeffress, Jr. from First Baptist Dallas recently received the Friends of Zion Award. He spoke with us about the importance of Christians supporting the state of Israel. One of America's most well-known preachers sees Christians growing dangerously cold toward Israel. I'm very concerned at the diminishing support for Israel I'm sensing, especially among younger Christians. And quite frankly, it's the fault of the church for that. The church is not preaching what the Bible teaches about Israel. Most people are completely unaware of that unconditional covenant God made with Abraham in Genesis 12. The Friends of Zion Museum recently honored Pastor Robert Jeffress Jr. with its Friends of Zion Award. He talked about the special feeling of receiving it in person. There is something mystical that happens when you're in Israel. You realize that this is the place where Jesus walked. It's the place where the prophets came. It's the place where the scriptures were written. And uh, I've been here 10 or 12 times, and it's uh, the same feeling every time I come. Pastor Jeffress says he's honored to get an award received by some of the best-known Americans. This is one of the highlights of my ministry. I was in the Oval Office when President Trump received his Friends of Zion Award. I believe that the Bible teaches us that whoever is on the right side of Israel is on the right side of God. The Friends of Zion Museum Jerusalem has been highlighting the unique relationship between Israel and its Christian Zionist friends since 2015. Through state-of-the-art exhibits, it tells of the return of the Jewish people to their historic homeland and the brave non-Jews who assisted them in realizing this dream. 
IDF Captain Asaf Shahar spoke about the unique connection that goes way beyond military assistance. It's something special. It's something who expressed the, the deep bridge between us and you. And I'm telling you, it's not just tanks. It's not just airplanes. It's not just missiles. It's to continue and making this bridge that will be a big and strong of cooperation between Israeli nationality and you. From the Friends of Zion Museum in Jerusalem, I'm Susan Strand. Well, that's all for this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can also access CBN content through our CBN News and other CBN apps. And don't forget to sign up for our email blasts so you can continue to receive all of our exciting CBN content. I'm Chris Mitchell. We'll say, see you next time on Jerusalem Dateline.